Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Deepom. And I promise you guys two episodes a month starting in 2022. And I am getting this one right then. As long as we record this in... Un- it's going to be. because There's going to be multiple parts in this. As long as we record this in under three hours and 45 minutes, I will be able to get this episode out <laughs> in January. So we'll get two episodes in. This is going to be a super short episode because I refuse to speak. <laughs> Well, I'm so goddamn mad at WB right now. <laughs> oh, after all this Legion reading, so so we're doing the Legion of Superheroes. So first of all, this is episode 100 for us. We made it. Yeah, we made it. We decided uh, to go back to our roots uh, when we comes to DC characters and do a set of characters now with uh, a convoluted history. Um, when we some of the characters we've done before that with those super convoluted they always fall on the dc side um i can't imagine why <laughs> uh i guess you got those you definitely got those superboy in there hawk um hawkman i uh, you have wonder woman and that also then falls when you're gonna do the legion of superheroes now and i will donna say troy. i want donna troy's name said out and donna troy yes and donna troy. uh <laughs> i i will say this uh in this first part we're going to keep it actually relatively straightforward because we're going to end this episode before all the reboots, then triple reboot, yes, then the reboot. I didn't reboot reboot. I realized I said it when I made the breaking point. <laughs> yeah. But like reading all of it, I was like, oh my God. First of all, it's a lot of it gets really good really fast. Like it's mm-hmm. way better than has any right being for like 70s books. Mm-hmm. Particularly that's like that first Levitz run. Oh my God. Like yeah. what the hell? Um, yeah. But more to the point. We're going to talk about a bunch of very pivotal Legion stories today, and they all come before the first reboot. Mm-hmm. I'm as annoyed as you are, guys. I apologize. But yeah. this is going to be a more, this is going to be the most straightforward version of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we get to the other ones, we then you're going to, you're going to get five-year gaps. You're going to get. You guys so mad at me during yeah. Legion of Three Worlds because I really mm-hmm. enjoy it, and it sh- I shouldn't. <laughs> There's just, there's just, there's just so much. There's just, there's just so much. So, um, like we said, we are dealing with the Legion of Superheroes now. Um, <clears throat> I will say there, there's a couple things like I said that that make the Legion kind of hard to follow. Um, one, they're from the future, so, um. That's always going to make things. There's the, the there's the 30th century and also the 31st century, um, and also the and that's not really too bad, right? We have a lot of characters that have are from the future. I mean, we literally talk about this all the time. Our our favorite time master, uh, Irbatan. Um but the really thing that makes them really hard to follow. And it's going to sound weird for people who are just kind of because it's, it's funny. We did this character. And I don't even know if we touched on Legion that much. But their history is sitting around Superboy. Yes. And that is what makes the Legion's history so convoluted. And it's, and it's funny. I'm, I'm thinking about back to it now, and I'm like, we did Superboy, but somehow I feel like our Superboy episode, it should have been convoluted, but it wasn't. Am I just misreading? Am I, am I misremembering that? But I feel like... No, because we, we touched on it because like there's only like... So there's... Re- oh, here we go. There are three <laughs> distinct Superboys. Superboy from Superman was actually a child, which, okay. Then the Superboy they invented, like, post hoc being like, ooh, we need to capitalize on the sidekick trend. But because they made those stories a character currently, it happens in a pocket universe. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing we talked about the Wonder Woman when there was those Wonder Girl stories where it's actually Diana. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's super weird. But the bottom line is, the Legion somehow allows itself because of the way they weave which Superman's the real Superman or which origin counts. You end up having like 17 different origins for the Legion. But we're going to start in the Silver Age, I think, and just kind of hold to the, the pocket universe Superboy where he is just perpetually this a child. Right. Because, and, and, and just for uh, like, you know, let's, let's give the, like you said, we've, we have, um, the other notable Superboys, so you got Superboy Prime from Earth Prime, Earth Destroyed After Crisis, becomes a villain. Um, the Connor Clint, Connor Kent, ah, Connor Kent, the clone, which, 
Right. Which which does, well, like you said, is the capitalizing on the, well, we need to sidekick, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have this, the pocket universe Superboy, who is really Earth 1 Superboy. The Superboy that is Clark Kent, uh, and Superboy in, a, in, in the, the recognizable super, Superman outfit, where Superman was super, operated as Superboy and it, before he grew up into Superman, right? And that's yep. the the one we 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 follow, and that's the one uh, not even just Silver Age, but Golden Age, right? Because technically, yes. we're starting with the the Legion. You're starting in 1958, right? Which I, you know what? It's such a Silver Age concept, and it becomes so identifiable with the Silver Age that my brain puts it well, there for sure. 100. I, I think it's because we we say what the Silver Age is. When was when was um when when was Barry Allen? Was it 62, 63? I want to say 64, but let me look it up really quickly. Barry Allen, first appearance. Or is it 60? Showcase 4 was in 56. Oh, 56. Okay. Yeah. So I guess okay. technically, so no, so you're right. So no. it is, is silver. So it's, we're, we're good. I'm good with that okay, saying it's silver. Yeah. It's just a very, it's so like the first appearance. Let's talk right. about the first appearance. Um, it is Adventure Comics 247, 1958, Kurt Swan drawing it. Like very. It reads weird because it's a 58, but the art is so clean mm-hmm. and so definitive that this throwaway concept of these teenagers from the future who are members of a larger clubhouse of kids who defend the universe, it caught on. Mm-hmm. And they bring it back, I think it was 20 issues later, almost uh, two years later, in December 59 and 267, yeah. but that's where kind of you start to see the Legion kind of mold into well, what it's going to be. We've, we've got, again, Lightning Boy turning to Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl, and Cosmic Boy in their first appearances. And as we get deeper into Silver Age, we kind of, those are, that's the blueprint for their costumes. Right. And I think that's the thing, right? And, and this happens a lot, especially in this early age, not just with DC, but Marvel too, where you get something that you think is going to be a one-off and now you, you recognize it and be like, oh, wait, people, you know, people like this. And and then the key thing here, what drives it, because in a way, and this is no shade to the, the Teen Titans, but you get the Legion and you start realizing it's like, wait, the Legion predates the Teen Titans and that's why it catch off. And, and then when you go back and look at what we did, because we did the Teen Titans, and then what we did at the Teen Titans, like, oh, wait, this is exactly what they, were, they did with the Legion before Teen Titans. And it's this idea but- of you have a way of bringing in that audience of, of, of the younger generation going like, oh, wait, I can kind of see myself in this. And, and, and making it more relatable because these, the, um, <clears throat> it's the three members who um, uh, uh, meet with, uh, who go back in time to, to talk to Superboy, Lightning Boy, Saturn Girl, and Cosmic Boy, they are basically fans. They had formed the Superhero Club idolizing Superboy. Right. And so if that's not something that a kid in nineteen fifty eight can relate to, it's like, wait, yeah, I'm reading these comments. I, yeah, if I was, you know, if I grew up and had powers, I'd idolize Super Boy too. Oh, okay, I can relate to that. Right. It's a very relatable concept. Just like with the Teen Titans, they were they were they grouped together and they were answering they you know, they were oh yeah, my cat's stuck in a tree. Like it sounds so silly and 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 foolish now, but like back then, it's like, oh wow, they're just like me. It's 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 <laughs> it's so funny to say this for a DC comic, but it's like, oh, they touched on the world outside my window in a way, and somehow later on, kind of forget about that. But we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, it, it's like uh, that's the thing that got me. Like you said, that that first comic is is again, it's 1958. So let's not don't go and say, oh, Chris and Deepalm told me it was a great, you know, it was a great read. It's like, guys, come on, it's got to read for the time. <laughs> it, yeah, you got to read for the time. But it fits for that time when you think about it. And again, it makes sense why this was a, considered to be a throwaway comic. Oh yeah, these teens from the 30th century, and you know it. Well, yeah, they 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 want to talk to Superboy. Okay, cool, and we're just gonna forget about it. But like you're saying, it's like, wait a minute, people actually clamored for that. They wanted it, so then you started bringing them back, right? Mm-hmm. You bring them in, and so through a lot of this, you a lot of the early years, and and this is where <laughs> it later leads into 
as always with DC, it was a good idea, good concept, but because of decisions, editorial decisions later on, becomes a mess. Everything is tied through Superboy. Superboy basically becomes a, in that first issue. The whole idea is they were they were, they were kind of joshing, but they, he basically becomes a member of the the, the Legion. You know, right. even though he's in um he's in his time and they're in the thirtieth the thirtieth century, they make him an honorary member of the Legion, and and that's where that bond between these two characters are. So you are, uh, they're running their stories in adventure comics. Uh, and eventually, what the uh, and we'll go through all this later on. But like, I think they right. originally become, uh, what is it, um, Superboy and 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 the Legion of Superheroes and things like that. It's just, yeah, it's like Adventure Comics featuring Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Right. Like, it's, it's all just, tied. It, yeah, it's it's all the same book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry. um, I do also like so yes, <clears throat> and when we get to other versions of Legion, other how Titan turned Superman. One of the cool things I think that when you include the Legion in Clark's canonical backstory is this gives him the idea for the leap. Right. This gives him the idea of working together with people. Mm-hmm. It lets him grow up and not feel as alone. It prevents Zack Snyder's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> as I was reading it, I was like, oh yeah, he inspired them, but they inspired him. It's a cool, mm-hmm. it's a, like on a meta level, it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. His actions are going to be so good that he will rep- he will influence people a thousand years from now. But in coming back, they inspire him to do those acts. Like it's it's a great loop that they established. I love kind of the early Legion stories just because each issue you felt like you were meeting a new Legionnaire, mm-hmm. and because when they first introduced these three, you get the feel and kind of the background filler art of there's definitely more people in this upside down yellow rocket, right? And so. I really, I, I, I don't know. The, each story being a thousand years in the future, I really enjoyed this stuff. Um, well, it also gives it, it, it also gives you a new new world to deal with, right? Right. Because well, now you've set these are these are heroes a thousand years in the future, so you can do things that are different. Like you have a president of Earth, you have a United Pre- a, a United Federation of Planets, and things like that. You have all these things, you know. And this, the, this is what I want to bring up now because it's a great point. People accuse Legion of of getting political at a point. An egalitarian view of the future where there's one united Earth is on its face egalitarian. Like, that's, you missed the point if you're just now getting upset. Right. We got to remember, this is also around the time of, well, later on, I guess, what's the 60s? Because that's when uh, Star Trek, well, no, Star Trek was 70s. You got to, the Legion influenced a lot of shit. Right. Like X Men, like the idea of a large family with varied powers, mm-hmm. interpersonally working together to defend the world or universe. Yeah, yeah. The, the first episode. A lot of your favorites. Oh, this. Yeah, the, the the first episode of the Star Trek: The Original Series from 1966. So yeah, this idea of these, it it's it's very clear that especially with this starting in '58. That these are these ideas around there, and, and I'm, I'm with you. It always bothers me when I hear people say, "Oh, why are my comic getting political?" I'm like, all these comics were written around some of the most political times in human mm-hmm. history. Are you really trying to tell me that you didn't believe that comics were getting political? They've always been political, guys. Like, stop that shit. I I refuse to entertain that that dumb shit. Because they've always been. It's always been. Like, you don't. You you don't have uh, this done this way, right? You know, it's yeah, so ridiculous. Um, want to talk about the general structure? Because again, I think a lot of this first episode is going to be kind of just going over the general concepts and cool. ideas of the the Legion. So the Legion of Superheroes is a collection of teenagers from around the universe working with United Planets to protect the universe. They're basically um, the idealized version of the superhero past that we're currently living in, if you want to go because each issue is allegedly 1,000 years in the future from the issue. Uh, You have to be voted in the membership of the Legion and originally, and for a long time, I think maybe still, there's no duplicated powers as part of the rule. Which yeah, it's, it's nope. they say that, but then it kind of <laughs> is because could you get could, well, can you get could, I mean once you once you once you start once you start pulling in a Kryptonian, 
So, like, yeah, when you start pulling Kryptonian, you're going to have some duplicated powers, right? You, when you get, like, a Superboy, a Supergirl, you get a Monel, like, you get them, so that kind of is, but, like, you're right, it's supposed to be one natural power, and you can have other powers, but one power, and, you know, and, and again, because they're, <laughs> I do kind of like it because, <laughs> this is the thing about reading the things that are so old, um, the tact that you would normally see from people and letting somebody down gently doesn't happen. They'll literally tell you, it's like, nah, your power sucks, so you can't join us. <laughs> oh boy, you're a joke. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, but you're right. It's like, it's, it was a great way of bringing these characters. And when you, it's one of those things that I, what I find so interesting about the Legion is that when you start going through the list of some of these 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 heroes, you look at their names, you're laughing and going like, "That's ridiculous." But you're like, "Wait a minute, this character's still around." Exactly. Wait, you're still wait. We're still we're still dealing with Timberwolf. We're still, we're still dog matter eater lab bouncing boy. Right. We're still we're still dealing with this. Like these names are so ridiculous. Element lad, lightning lass, dream girl. You know, um. See, like you said, you already mentioned Bouncing Boy, Sun Boy. Like it's like these are all the names for these characters, and it's like I, <laughs> it's real Chameleon Boy. Like it's just all these things in here, uh, all these names, but it's like they're serious, and yeah. they each have a power that is useful to this club. Because that's the thing too, it is a team, and I think. As you go through and as the, they become in their own title and things like that, you see um, the Legion become more of a team. But early on, this is a club. Yes. This is a superhero club. And I think, and I think that, that, that's also a very good distinction, too. I mean, I think in around that time in the 50s and 60s, Clubs were a big thing. Like, I mean, I know when I was in, back in my day, you know, in, in college and things like that, you had clubs that you joined, stuff like that. But, like, I, I don't feel like that's the, it's, it's the same. I don't feel like it's the same as it is, as it was back then, right? Like, you had things. Like, shit, I remember Pee Wee's Clubhouse and things like, like Being in a club was a big thing. So making the Legion a club, not a team... Not right. an organization, not not that regular organization, not a fighting force, but a club that routinely, you know, and so they hold elections to elect a new, uh, to to elect new members, and they have deputy members and things like like all these things. Like it operates, and I think that's the thing that to me during this this, this early run is how much of it operating just like that. It operates like a club, no matter what they're doing. Like there's. <laughs> We're gonna just spoil alert. We're ending this on the darkness saga, and I'll never forget. In the middle of the darkness saga, they're like, "We need to hold elections, and we need to we vote need for to a new member." And I'm like, "You guys are about to fight Dark Side. What the fuck are you talking about elections for? Are you kidding me right now?" Like, but they do it. Like, it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like, "Well, we got to hold a quorum, and we don't have all the teams, and you know." um we gotta we gotta call members in off of the reserve, and they got the res- they got the reserve club members. You got people that that resign. Like it's all this stuff that feels like like I'm pretty sure they got a treasurer somewhere. They got a treasure. Like it's it's all of this. Stuff. Like it just it's just funny to me. It it it. But I, it adds yeah. to the interpersonal dynamics. Yes, because like you said, everyone has a book. The thing I like about this book and the way it rolls out is. The more time you spend with it, the more depth they're allowed to give these characters. I'm an X-Men guy. I love a big ensemble cast where everyone has a place. And they do that here. They pull it off here. They're probably the first people... Like, the things I love about Chris Claremont, I can see the seeds of it here. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating just how the grasp with which these writers had of these characters. And even, like, we talk about, like, the early books. Yeah, some of them are kind of whatever. They're the books, the books that are what they are. But they killed Lightning Lad. Yeah. And, like, they brought him back. And they were willing to sacrifice a member to do it. And it turns out that they, it's Prody. But the bottom, saying that word. Um, mm. They were wacky kind of crazy stories, but they're also kind of 
stretch the credulity of like science fiction. Like this is where the idea this is a sci-fi book and a family book before it's a superhero book really, mm-hmm. really pays out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of just how the book was made, Adventure Comics 346 was the first book written by Jim Shooter. I was glad you brought that up at 14. <laughs> this is notable because Jim Shooter's 14 at the time. For those of you who decry fans writing comics, shut the fuck up. Jim Shooter, whose name you know, got his start in the Legion. Telling the story of the death of Farrowlet. I, I love uh, reading about how that came about because he wanted Farrowlet to be black. And his editor wouldn't let him. See? So he was like, all right, cool. Well, I want to kill a Legion member, so let's kill the one I don't really care about, right? The one I created that didn't get to be the one I wanted to be anyway. And so he writes, and and Feral Lad becomes the first real dead, because Lightning Lad sacrifices himself, but it's not really dead. That's also how they introduce Lightning Last and his sister and things like that. But, like, Feral was the first real death, right? And I'd also suggest that that is also... Around the time Jim Shooter's writing and around uh, this time is when y- you start getting a little bit more serious, right? Things get cooler g- shit. Yeah. It's like things start kind of getting a little bit more from it just being a club of teenagers, you know, in a clubhouse uh, being like, well, no, we're actually going to, you know. No, um, no. Jim Shooter Jim Shooter is the guy who grew up the Legion. Yes. The Fatal Five. Yes. Um, karate Kid. Uh, more dude. Like those are those are shooter ideas. Like that's yeah, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the first one who gives us the future of the Legion, the adult Legion. Yes. Which yes. becomes like a re- and a lot of these things you're going to hear. Like when we get to episode two of this podcast, you're going to hear these themes repeated. Feral mm-hmm. Ad re- re- recurs in uh, Final Night. Um, the Lightning Saga brings back Wally West, mm-hmm. and so it's. I, it's almost like Star Wars. Like these stories feel like they resonate because even though those reboots happen, sometimes they're insulated and it doesn't happen in the Legion. And this is the, the Legion reboot in the middle of a non reboot of the DCU. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I just, I, I really enjoyed this reading because so much of it was, it felt familiar for stuff I know that's coming. Well, that I, yeah. And I think there's other thing too, to me, it's, you get a lot of some of the cooler aspects of of DC that they don't lean on enough because they become so Batman heavy. I'd even say Batman and Superman heavy because here's the thing. Well, when we mentioned that, you know, early on uh, in the book, so you start with, uh, they start in Adventure Comics. Um, Adventure Comics then becomes, I think, what is it? Is it uh, Avenger Comics See, featuring uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, and then eventually to become Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, and eventually just becomes Legion of Superheroes, right? Right. There's um, a gap in there where there are no new Legion stories. There right. are backups in Action Comics for I think a year and a half. Right. But I. Uh, I but then the the big thing was uh, the 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 sea change is Dave Cockrum. I wanted to say Dave Cockrum's name right now. Yes. Dave Cockrum, and for those of us who are like, oh, I follow creators. Dave Cockrum was is the Legion artist. Um, he also is the X Men artist. Mm-hmm. So, Nightcrawler, Storm, Colossus, he invented them. Uh, the the uh, Nightcrawler is actually a Legionnaire who they wouldn't let be a Legionnaire, so he brought him to X Men. It's the creativity and design captured a lot of readers at this point. I think one of the other things too that's interesting to me about this is because, again, we said this about, and to me again, this first episode is really about just the the concepts behind mm-hmm. the, how they start. This book starts like like we said with Superboy using the Superboy character and having his name bring the Legion in it. But at some point, when you're reading those those stories, you realize Superboy's not in them. Exactly. <laughs> so Superboy's name might be on the cover, or maybe there's a maybe there's a Superboy story in the book, and then it goes into the the side the secondary story, which is the Legion, and Superboy's not there. Because it, which, which makes sense because what happens what they do is they turn Superboy into their heavy hitter, and so they call Superboy in one because he's not in their time. He's a thousand a thousand years difference, but they have a way of uh, 
bring them to their time. But um, a lot of times the Legion is just here, and so you'll be sitting there in a book, and and the Legion book is like, oh yeah, it's Lightning Boy, uh, Lightning Lightning Boy, uh, Cosmic uh, Boy, uh, Timberwolf, and Dream Girl. That's 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 the Legion right there, and you're you gotta take it or. You know, <laughs> that that's just it. You got you got you gotta you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna give you some of those other those other characters. Like you're gonna deal with this. And you're still enjoying it, you're still enjoying the story. And so I think that's one of the things that the restraint they showed, right? To not over utilize Superboy mm-hmm. in these stories. Like even when you get into uh, some of the uh, what was the um, is it Earth War? What was that? Yeah, big? Earth War. Earth War. Earth War. Right. When you get into Earth War, even that it's not like heavily dependent on centering on Superboy. No, he's well, there. I, what I think. What I think happened was as they were telling me stories because of the variety of characters, everyone reading had a favorite. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had a favorite Legionnaire reading this coming up, and so like it became a situation where there weren't. A thousand websites. There weren't solicits six months out. So you bought the book hoping, man, I hope I hope, I hope Cosmic Boy's in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, never next month. We know he's on an adventure, or they'll give you like two pages of Cosmic Boy. And you've got to keep coming back. And I think that that's such a great model. And it's one that like Kid Fair has gotten away from. They've gotten to smaller casts. So like if you were to watch, I guess the most recent Transformers Prime, there's like six robots. <clears throat> we were kids. There were 25 of them. Mm-hmm. So everyone could find a favorite. And so I think that the strength of the storytelling and of the format and of the decisions they made to not just say, oh, we're going to have a large cast, but we're going to make each member of these casts count and be fully formed three-dimensional characters. And the fact this is the only book or series of books out there, you're not writing a Batman book and having to hold continuity with Justice League. You're able to just say, this is the Legion books. These are the stories we tell. You want to read a Timberwolf story? We'll see you next month. Mm-hmm. We'll be right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Adventure Comics three twenty nine, uh, unceremoniously, I guess, kind of really, or, or kind of like in the same way that these books now to do. Brainiac five introduces the Legion, the, the Legion flight ring, which I think is the most recognizable mm-hmm. uh, thing when it comes to the Legion. Their flight rings before then it was just flight flight belts, so. The the legion or the legion ring, which is this the the big L on the 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 ring, um that that all legion members have. Um, I had forgotten uh, for a while there. I forgot we had gotten that in um on TV at one point. Have we gotten it a couple times? I thought, yeah, I think I forgot that we had gotten that a couple times in the Arrowverse, which also yeah. then goes. This also makes me go. Orlanti wanted to do it, but somebody up top won't let him do it. Because they want to use it, but then again, they haven't done anything with it in the book. Like, could you imagine if they just said, "Hey, let's 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 review everything. Let's just go. Let's just jump to the thirty first. This is third jump to thirtieth century. Just do a Legion of Superheroes movie. Just do a Legion of Superheroes. Don't don't, don't tell. Oh my! If they just did, mm, let me stop because <laughs> it's that's why when I started this podcast, I wasn't going to talk. I'm furious because <laughs> all this is doing is reminding me because you and I are mad because they're doing the wrong Batman movies. I should be mad they're doing Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Like Legion is a concept that is built to be abused by a large corporation. Well, right, because like uh, what what I love is as you read these books, you have you're in the future. You can pull in those. You can pull in some of the modern day characters you want to. You can. You're in space. So you're doing mm-hmm. space concepts. You're doing space sci-fi. You have all these things. You can. Kind of are almost sort of tell some of the, the 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 retold stories, but in the future, like there's yeah, there's so much they could do with it, and it's just like it's untapped, untapped. It's it's it is really frustrating mm-hmm. reading these books. Like this was a frustrating series of prep because it's just like, oh yeah, the Legion's fucking awesome, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I think because it wasn't Superman book or it wasn't a book that had traditional eyes on it, they were able to get away with a lot of stuff because you're framing it in the sci-fi future. You're able to do those like larger sci-fi questions in a comic book in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that you got amazing talent on it. There. Like, uh, Cockrum, I could just talk about for days, but Paul Levitz, like mm-hmm. when Paul Levitz comes in, 
and just he marries uh Jerry Conway still there too. Yep. Like, I don't know, man. It's just and, I felt really yeah. I'm really mad reading this. Well, and I, I think the other thing too is because it's not some of your I'll just say it, some of the bigger characters be able to do certain things with them that you normally wouldn't see other characters do. So when you're reading through through this this run we read, so we start with some of these in the fifty eight and we're going all the way through what do we say? The Darton saga is eighty two? Yeah. You have characters that are in the Legion together. They get um some of them get married. You have siblings, you have you have Legion members that that retire and want to start a life together, but are still always, you know, oh, well, once a legion, always a legionnaire, right? It's, you have all these th- things, and it's like, oh, man, it was on my honeymoon, but the, you know, but the alarm went off, so I guess I'm showing up, right? It's, you're able to do things with characters. Like, can you imagine if, like, you know, uh, Dick and Barbara decided, oh, well, you know, we want to retire and get married. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not happening. But you can do that on this. They're allowed to grow and change, mm-hmm. and the roster's designed to be turned over. It's literally designed to be franchised out. Uh, you literally and created all the past mad. Yeah. Like, oh, like the white, like just reading the White Witch's arc with more. Yeah. Like, goddamn it, mm-hmm. DC. Yeah. What What are we doing? Well, not only that, but do you also get things like, um, oh, what was I going to say, um. Oh, jeez, I just lost it on my head. I was going to say something about, um, shit, I can't remember now. You're good. It'll come it, back. For me, for me, it's, it is, you want a story that you can go out and just say, oh, we don't need to be, no one's going to get mad about the depiction of Cosmic Boy. Like, <laughs> just go out and tell the fucking, this was. Again, I'm gonna keep repeating myself because I'm like I've got dark, great dark saga in front of me right now. Like I just want to, I'm pulling out things I want to talk about later. But like, it is unfair that they haven't even tried. Right? Haven't even tried. There's a Legion of Superheroes one animated series, and then they have these like snippets of Legion. And I think Legion's gonna be a bigger concept in this season of Young Justice. But holy shit, Chris! Like, oh yeah, and no, now remember, I was gonna think. Remember, like. You even have the Legion of Substitute Heroes, right? Dog, so even you got the, who didn't make the cut, but are still like kind of on on reserve, you know. But they want, but that's the thing. It's like that's how that to me is cool because it's the heroism. It's the uh, mm-hmm. they told us we weren't good enough. First of all, the Legion should have a line. They mm-hmm. should say no to some people. Mm-hmm. That makes the membership more exclusive. Mm-hmm. And these substitute heroes, they screw up. They screw up. They screw up. And so that by the time they do come through and they succeed, was it Plant Man? Mm-hmm. They put they hold off Plant Man and the Legions off Earth, and they get like you're cheering for that as a reader because they're allowed to do that over a course of time, right? And again, like I said, like even though there was such talent in this book, I don't know if DC really knew what they had, or maybe they did, and they were like, "Stay the fuck away from it! Don't ruin this." <laughs> Because everyone was searching for how do I hook teens? How do I hook the people who are going to spend money on this thing? And mm-hmm. Legion grabbed it. And then by allowing the characters to get older and change, they kept their fan base engaged. And, and it should be said, like this is one of those things that you can tell it, it, it worked because they got a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when at some point... They eventually just say, uh, we're dropping Superboy from like I love the I love the cover of that issue. Uh what issue is it like is it like two forty six that it becomes officially just becomes the uh the Legion's book? Oh no, it's two fifty nine. And I love the image is literally just them literally kicking Superboy out. <laughs> but it's what they did yeah. because they're like, It's our book now, right? And so the thing I think about it, it's like they become popular enough that they can hold their own and you don't even need Superboy in the title. Okay. Super who? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I think and I think that's the thing that's that there's so much history that's built up with these characters during this time and what they're going through. You have you have loss, you have personal loss. Like you have uh triple uh what was it? Uh triple girl, 
Uh, is that, becomes duo damsel. Yeah, because like literally what a triple hit girl, one of her um uh her powers being able to split into three bodies, one of her bodies is killed. And it becomes a horrifying thing for her. So she literally becomes dual damsel. You know? It's like wow. And and again, these are con- going back to this idea of these are concepts that stand. You get this with Jamie in, in, in Marvel. So this is not something that just like the Legion is not just um, uh, uh, full of characters and stories that inspire in the DC universe. These are these are these are characters and stories that you've gone that have inspired across lines. Right. Because you've got that 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 idea. Shit. Um, it happens in Invincible. Mm-hmm. Well, duplicate, right? It's like yeah. you get like that idea and that concept of okay, you, we have a we have a character that that can duplicate their body. Cool, cool. But what happens if you kill one of them? What? Or or all of them except for their zero? As right. Right. What? What do you? What do you? What? What? What do you mean? Why? And th- and and they do that here. And 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 that's not something that happens, like. You know, in the eighties or nineties, no. Right. Computo kills dupl- uh, uh, duplicate girls, uh, one of her bodies, in um, nineteen sixty-six, in Avengers yeah. Comic three forty. So these are things that are happening early on, where, like we said, you force the you force the Legion to grow up, you force these characters to grow up, and you watch them grow up. You watch them do things like, oh, who's the guy? Who is always be is always deputy? Ah, uh, it's not Cosmic Boy. It's is it Cosmic Boy? Ultra Boy. Ultra Boy. He's always he's basically always getting to be deputy leader, but never leader. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because even in the Great Darkness, he yeah. says, "Remember this, like when we're voting. Like I did some shit here today. Like I need yeah. you to make sure." It's like it's yeah the wildest thing in the world. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> You're in the middle. It's so important to him. Mm-hmm. But it is. Like, you Ultra have... Boy's cool. Like, sorry. Okay. I like Ultra Boy because he has all Superman's powers, but he can only use one at a time. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most annoying power set of all. So yeah. that Legion flight ring comes in handy. Right. But, that's a, but, but, but so it's funny. It's the most annoying thing. But then you think about it, it's like, wait a minute. That actually works because if you take somebody who has all the Super Boy's powers, but can only do one at a time, like you said, it's like, cool. I can become invulnerable, but now I can't fly away. Or I can do this, but I can't do this. It's like, huh. You have, uh, like we said, Brainiac 5, right? Um, joins in Action Comics uh, 276, 1961. He, um, uh, again, first of all, never invite a robot because it's just, you know, things are going to go bad at some point. It just, it just will. Even, no, even with the best intention, things are going to go bad at some point. We've seen this with uh, Brainiac 5. We see this with, with Vision. We just know it's going to happen. If you're fine with baking that into your 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 team, then that's fine. But just understand that at some point they are going to do some fucked up shit. All right, yes. like maybe you know I don't know. Uh, well, I I don't think it happens during this reading, but like maybe creating a duplicate copy, a robot copy of Supergirl because he's in love with Supergirl. I mean, it just you know things like that happen. It's just happen. Brainiacs are weird, man. Right, that's a- but but like again, Brainiac does things like cure Monel. Mm-hmm. Um, invent the flight rings. You know, it's it's like you get all these different concepts, and and I think what stood out to me was is like how many of these concepts, how many of these things happened so early on in this run. This is one of those times when you, we've done this before. We've covered characters like this. We've never one drawn the line this early in 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 a in, in a character or a series of characters' histories, and we've never. Um, spent this much time on books that came out in the sixties and seventies, like this early seventies. These are better than those, like most of those books. Yeah, and I, I, I say that most Spider Man, Spider Man guys. Well, yeah, I mean Spider Man. That's different. That doesn't count. Not talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about count. like the bulk of those books that you think of in this era. This is when like super our Batman's doing kind of like the everything counts and like. Mm-hmm. Multicolor Batman shit. And like Legion's like the welcome to the wedding of a uh, Duplicate Damsel and Bouncing Boy. Like mm-hmm. it's like it feels 
it felt like life more than superheroes. And I think that's right. the thing that I really like. This is one of those books where like it was someone older than me's old books just laying around someone's house that I was reading. Like this is mm-hmm. but as you grab the book, it's so engaging because the colors are so bright and the characters are so well defined. I think that really helps too. Well, you also get I mean you you yeah, and and the characters themselves like again, it's just funny when you click on these characters and you go through these characters and you look at their history, you're like Oh wait, you mean to tell me you know, like these these weren't just one-off characters? Like Chameleon Boy actually has an arc and is actually <laughs> goes through some shit? Like really? Wow. Oh. Hmm. The you know? microwave boy named Wildfire is a thing. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. Kind of an asshole. You know? It's like <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big asshole. <laughs> but like, um But you're right. You know, you have you have deaths, you have marriages you have retirements like like i'm going through i'm like you know this is a club we, we we give we give batman some shit rightfully so for his his you know putting the kid to the ringer to the robins of the ringer but i'm like man like you got you you got the politicians of 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 uh and these organizations calling the legion i'm like you're calling you're calling a kid's club to protect, like, Earth War. The, the to kids pr- were inspired by Superman. The politicians were inspired by Batman. Right. So the kids were probably. <laughs> right. Like, Earth War, where they literally are called to help, you know, uh, tamp down uh, and, and prevent a war. And I'm like, you're calling in for the most part. I mean, I guess at this point, they're not, like, kids' kids. So they're, they're like, maybe late teens, early 20s. But still, I'm like, it's still kids right which and again you get things like again earth war that came out uh this is superman legion of superheroes 241 to 245 early set it's late 70s yeah that's, that's 70 like what 77 70 70 78 70. you know um and when you read something like this you're like wow this is this is big this is grand this is wow that's a lot mm-hmm. you know going on here um, and it also allowed them to test drive concepts. The Coons didn't make their appearance in present day DC until well after Earth War. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a great little test kitchen of a thousand years in the future. And then like, and also because it's largely untouched by outside forces, you're able to do long term storytelling. Earth War has like bad guys just lining up in the background the entire goddamn time. Yeah, you, you got know, the oh, Dominators. The you got you got the Coon. You got. Yeah, it, yeah. There's a lot. They just get. They just line them up. And you're like, we'll toss this later. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, so they've got. They're again something you and I have echoed on this, these these podcasts. Give a writer, give a team some runway. Hey, you're going to be here for a while. What are your plans? Fuck it, I'll tell you. And I think that that is a level of freedom. That's historically stuck with the Legion. And it sticks with them through everything you're reading here. I'll make my own commentary about other reboots later, but what we're reading here, this is something where I think someone got in this book and said, can I be here for two or three years? Mm-hmm. I've got a story to tell. Like, at some point, they walked into that door and said, hi, I'm Paul Levitz, and do I have a dark side story for you? <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's wild to me the things that they're able to pull off in the set. Greg Darker's saga was, what, 1980? Yeah, I think it was 82. Good lord. That's, man. Man. Yeah. The Darkness Saga, basically, um, and it, what, what I love about it is, because, like, I can only imagine what it was like reading this at the time when you didn't see it, like, me, I'm reading, I'm like, okay, I know this is Dark Side. But I'm like, before, like, well, yeah. even before then, I think when, because the first issue in the Darkness Saga is even before the Darkness Saga starts, is 287. And who is it that finds the um, the planet? Oh, I can't remember the two characters that find the it's, planet. It's, um, um, not Phantom Girl, Shadowlass. Yeah. Ultra Boy. Yeah. They find, they find, they basically find Apocalypse. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading the, I'm, I'm reading the story, I'm reading, reading, and then all of a sudden I go, wait a minute. That's Apocalypse that you just found. Because the automatons are like some straight up Jack Kirby force world bullshit. Right, right. And I'm just like, wait a minute, did, they, did we just find, 
and again, they tell you right up front, right? And I'm and, and again, so it's two eighty seven, and the darkness like it doesn't start until two ninety. So you get basically like three issues later, and you're like, wait, what? Whoa, wait a minute. No, Chris, I'm telling you right now, people knew then. Hmm. Like the letters columns, like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like mm-hmm. it's that's what I love about this because it respects its audience. Yeah, it, at every step, they're never like, well, here's why Garth's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> just let lightning lad be a dickhead yeah and i i don't know it's uh did you, have you read any of the bendis the new legion stuff no not yet so one of the things he does is when the character comes on the screen on on the page excuse me he has the little um floating tags that matthew rosenberg used for the x-men where it's like logan drinks beers has claws <laughs> like that's what he does for each legionnaire as they come on the screen and that's how this whole thing started with that like the whole series starts with like the little cutouts of what each character can do, mm-hmm. and you get to the like the darkness saga, and they aren't giving you that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of here's the story, and I just really, yeah, you're right. As as you're reading it, you recognize this dark side, but all it does is add to a level of dread, all right? Because you know that they don't know who dark side is. What and that and I think that's the thing that you realize. It's like. To them, like you get to around, I guess it's two ninety three when they finally, when I think it's Brainiac finally realizes that it's because Monel, technically Monel is the first one, unfortunately, to find out that it's Dark Side, but um, he's taken out of commission. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brainiac figures it out, and it's like, and they're just like, but I thought Apocalypse and Dark Side weren't real. Because then you realize, it's like, wait, this is a thousand years. Because then it starts hitting you. It's like, wait a minute. Cause I, and I think that's the other thing, too, that got me on reading these. I had to keep reminding myself this is a thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. Because when you're reading it, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yay, cool, cool. This is regular time. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Like, every now and then, like, especially in the earlier books, he'd be like, okay, back in 1969, where Superboy's at. I'm like, oh, shit. You're right. Okay, shit. Not the same time. But like they're talking about it and they're like, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't think Apocalypse was real and that Darkstop was real. It basically, they're like, I thought those were just stories our parents told us to keep us like, like the boogeyman to keep us like in check. I didn't think that that was real. Nobody's seen Apocalypse or nobody could find Apocalypse or find, you know, uh, Darkside. So I get the pages in front of me if you want. Yeah, to. go ahead. And I remind you, nineteen eighty two. Don starts flying above. I do not understand, Brainiac. How can you put a name to the Master of Darkness? And why do you sound as though you expect us to know it? Who's all around us, Darkseid? This planet has to be Apocalypse. Look around you at the ruins, the horrors, all combined with the machines that could stagger Monel. And if Apocalypse is real, not a 20th century legend, then that explains everything. Apocalypse was a presumed myth element, lad, a planet devoted to evil and destruction inhabited by super, building, super beings. And with no evidence in history since the 20th century to support the contention that it ever existed. Like, he's evil incarnate talking about Darkseid, and if the legends are accurate, he has the power of a god. If you didn't think they were in over your heads before that, <laughs> man. Like, I, mean, this, is, I mean, this is after, this is after as a matter of fact, this is after three issues of watching them get their asses kicked by the shadow clones that, that, that a reincarnated Darkseid has created. And he's given the Legion the business for three essays, right? Yes. Like he's whooping their for all of Daxum and giving them all power. Yeah, literally, literally, you get these issues. You get these with Darkseid and the Shadows going like, "I'm giving you my, <laughs> I'm letting y'all, I'm letting, I'm letting these these poor excuses for clones handle my light work, right? Just giving them the business every fucking time they show up. And so, yeah. It's it is for me. It was like a level check. It was like, oh shit, dark side's a problem. Mm-hmm. And these kids, and again, they've grown them up. They've done a lot of stuff. But when like the biggest bat from the 20th century shows up, it goes super poorly for the for the Legion. They literally got to pull everybody in. Like, yeah, <laughs> it couldn't even pulling in Superboy's not enough. We got to pull. They got to pull in the 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 Legion of Substitute Heroes. They got to pull in. Uh, uh, Supergirl. They got to pull everybody in because it's, it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, but then, like you said, it, it brings in the full circle for the white 
of White Witch and and everything there for how they defeat finally defeat. Well, I I guess they defeat Dark Side, but then I also say just a stalemate kind of. He leaves. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like he just bounces. He's right. It's like he's like all right, whatever. Because even because even then, oh, was it Wildfire tried to talk shit and he shows up. He's like, hey man, hey man, don't talk shit. Like, I don't, hey, hey bro. I'll have to leave right now. Yeah, right. Hey, bro, I'm still here. Like, what were you saying? <laughs> you, were, you, know, you know, I can hear you. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, oh, I need this suit to live, dude. Maybe you should stop talking all that shit. How about that? Right. <laughs> I, love, I love when he showed back up. When Dark Side shows back up, it's like, you were saying, sir? Meet me in Temecula, oh, motherfucker. Nothing, nothing. I thought he was gone. I wasn't gone. I was just talking. You know, just um, but it's, like you said, it's not a situation where Dark Side loses. Like, High Father's reincarnated. He and he turns the Daxamites against Superboy or against uh, um, Darkseid. Excuse me. I mean, th- th- we should also say this. Is, I he because I I didn't he destroys Daxam right? It's yeah, destroyed. dog. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. come like because when this ended and they were like, we finally went. I'm like, did we forget that he destroyed a whole planet after he turned their inhabitants? Into raging, you know, super-powered rage monsters. Did we forget that he did that? <laughs> like, I, I was like, I don't feel like I feel like it's a win, but also not really a win because the planet's destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and then, um, I mean, Darkseid ends up winning. Let's be really real. He steals that baby. Mm-hmm. So, for I guess the first appearance of the Fearsome Five is was Shooter. So back in the God mid sixties, sixty six is when we first get the Fatal Five, and they never explain where Validus comes from, and. Well, after the Great Darkness Saga, um, Satin Girl has her daughter, has her kids, twins, because, of course, her father. But one vanishes and gets turned into a mindless validus to fight his parents as a grown-up. Touché, Darkseid. Touché. Still won. He wins a lot. He's dark side. Yeah, I mean, somebody like, really ends with him being like, "Ain't worth it. I'm out." Right. He's like, oh, "You guys, oh, this is not fun anymore." He literally does it's that. Fun. He's like, "Tony is not even here. I'm out." Yeah, oh. Oh, it's not even fun anymore. <laughs> Just, oh. <laughs> I guess took all the suck all the fun out of the room. Yeah, you guys want to, you guys want to live. Ugh, boring. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, somewhere we're gonna have to do a dark side uh, character corner, but um, like this is a dark. This is one of those things where, like, I again going in this, I had forgotten this all ended with a great dark side story mm-hmm. with him for like, and he only shows up in the last two issues. Like for a long time, it's just like, yeah, pulling strings. <laughs> right. I love. It, 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 we should be clear about like why he decides to go. He gives. Up, he, he he decides he is not funny anymore because he's like, I can't fight three billion Daxum. Daxamites. So fine. I guess I'll stop. Like it's literally that time of thing. They could the Legion couldn't stop them, and they really needed to have like uh, these three billion Daxamites that he had turned to his will. Who now broken from his will. Now the High Father's back. He was like, ah. Oh. I mean, if it was two and a half billion, I could take them. But three. I might break a sweat. So, uh, fine. I give up. Enough. Uncle, for now. We'll, Very much for now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this later. You know, it's... <laughs> and again, I'll use it. 1982. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where um, I guess we're going to end. Yeah, because um, this is probably the most. 
I mean, we're we're we didn't cover a lot of the the details of some of these stories. I think the idea here was to cover some of the the basic concepts and the basic structure of why this worked so well at this time, mm-hmm. and and really how it was ahead of its time. And I th- and I truly believe this It's very very much ahead of its time. You know, I've read more of it. Uh, you know, I think some of those even the, some of those early Teen Titans, and when you get into the seventies, I can read some of those. But um. Yeah. I will say we're going to need more time for the next episode because very much so because it's it's um <laughs> there's good stuff in like stuff. There's stuff. It gets dark. I I think it gets dark, but I think that's because this is also when DC it's the 80s is when DC gets dark. But it's also just naturally, this is when you start getting crisis. And so when you base everything off of a super, uh, uh, these characters off of Superboy, that with crisis no longer exists. Right. Well, then what do you do with the Legion? And I think that's where there are good stories to come out of this. And I, I, I don't know the answer just in general for DC of whether they shouldn't have done it or should have done it. I just know that it, when they removed Superboy from the Legion's history, it shouldn't have happened. I'm saying that. Well, that no, no, I get that, but okay. I, I'm, I mean, in general, just overall, in general, with their crisis, it's like it's. It's both the start of some good things that happen later on, but it's also a sort of a lot of bad things that become it gives very us magic common. wars. It gives us the time trapper. It yeah. also gets us pocket right. superboy. Right. So it's just there's just yeah, some like stuff. Some. But um, all right, yeah, I guess we're gonna we'll cover all that. We'll get into more of the details. Some of the stuff because this this is where we start getting the more modern tales, and like you said, sometimes the darker tales. Which sounds weird saying this after some of the darkness stuff that we had, and we literally just were ending on the darkness saga. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know if the next episode will be this. We might alternate between this and uh, I know we see how we got to do more Hickman, so maybe yes. we'll do that. Maybe we'll alternate this with Hickman. Also, um, Justin from Three Fifths uh, has some interviews uh, and, and, and a series he's going to be doing uh, with some uh, black female creators uh, that he'll be probably putting on this feed as well. So stay tuned. Um, I don't know exactly when he's going to be putting those out, but just stay tuned on the Character Corner feed. You hear us do that. And um, yeah, you got anything else you want to say about the Legion in general? Uh, what we got coming up next for us or whatever? No, I'm just really appreciative of how um, much of the groundwork for stuff that you and I love is laid by the Legion in this reading, and uh, how eminently readable it still is in 2022. A lot of us, particularly the uh, 80s or late 70s, mid 70s stuff to the 80s, and I'm excited for next time we do this because we're going to get to zero hour. We're going to get to do um, my least favorite Legions of all time, and um, the I assume I think we can get through the rest. Like I think we can do we can get through. The reboot in 94, post-zero hour, which is only 38 issues. Mm-hmm. And then we could definitely get, I don't know, we'll have to talk about it. Because then okay. you get the reboot, and I forgot there's a Infinite Crisis fucking team after that, too. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, there's like four more teams after that, so maybe I should just shut up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it gets, it gets, it gets, it gets crazy after this. This was the norm. This was the, the this comfort. So this, this, this was easy. This was the easy one. You can sit there. We didn't go through all the team, the team members. Cause there's a lot. Like I said, and that's the thing. Maybe, there's also, this, maybe we can open the next one. up and just go through some of the members before we go through the comics. Actually, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's do We'll do that. We'll, we'll go through some of the notable members on the next one and just do that. So, because I keep like magic. Okay. I'm not going to whine about Magic Wars. Let's just go. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I don't think. Yeah, DC should have done something. We're going to retcon all of Crisis when we get back because, yeah, I'm just not happy about it. So, all right, folks. Thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, Character Corner, 
iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. So, again, folks, thank you very much. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.